0: All of them are younger than me now. And I, I tell them, you know, how can I, you know, how can I tell them in a way they'll understand this? So I tell them, don't be a bad date. Okay, what is a bad date? Is you know what? I don't know, need to know anything about you. Because there's nothing redeemable in you. Nothing I want. Nothing I like. I don't need to know anything about you. And in fact, you're a heathen. And uh you're of the devil. <laughs> and that's why I tell them, don't be like my generation and before. Be good date. You know, I know everything. I have everything. Just be like me. I don't need to know anything about you. There's nothing I want, nothing good. And do you want a second date with someone like that? None of them says yes. So let's, you know, you look at the writings of the people before our generation. the heathen. We're going to the heathen. Already, that's not love. We love Him because He first loved us. And you know what? A lot of people didn't want a second date with us. Or like my Native American friends say, we got the gospel but not the good news. Wasn't good news. So how can we share with them the love of God? This is good news. What is a good date? Someone that says, I think you're awesome. I want to know everything about you. And I think you have so many good qualities within you that will add to my life and that we can add to each other's life and walk together. You want a second date with someone like that? And that's what I do, teaching the young missionaries that actually come out with this kind of thinking if they come out from Texas or Oklahoma or somewhere because they didn't ever meet any other cultures or anything else and they never were taught these things. And then uh, so that they go out as good dates. But to go out as a good date, you got to really believe that in your heart, that there are good things in all these people around the world. Just like the body of Christ, he gave everyone gifts to add. Everyone has value. Everyone has purpose. And so do all these people groups. And do you know, until they know that he's our God, not the foreign god the foreign religion that only will love me if I'm like his favorite children but he's ours he created us he lovingly placed us where we are the Bible says he placed you know he sent the people he had places for them and I don't think he went iny miny miny mo I'm gonna put you over here I think my God matched the people to where he specially made the land for them because it's that's love and so that this is the way that we go out and share that we got to know the value of the people and they have gifts to give to us and you know if you study christian history every time a people group came to christ i mean not 1 or 2 3% or like you know like that i mean came to christ 80 90 100% and stayed for generations it always was he's our god he's our creator he lovingly made us, placed us in this place, and we left Him to worship other gods. He never breaks His covenants with us. We broke our covenant with Him, and that's why He sent Jesus, so to make our way back home, back home to our God, not to the foreign God, foreign religion who, you know, doesn't like anything about us. We've got to be like His favorite children to be loved by Him. Everywhere around the world, if you study Christian history, when 80, 90, 100% of the people accepted Christ and stayed there, it was like that. It's our God. You know, in the U.S., do we think we accepted a foreign Jewish God in a foreign Jewish religion, or is it ours? And you know, when this started, you got to go way back, but you go, like, to um, St. Patrick. He used stuff from the culture from the Druid culture there. Every Chinese Christian can trace themselves back spiritually, their spiritual heritage, to Hudson Taylor. And he was the one that was the only one that dressed like them, cut his hair like them, used the chopsticks... He was the only one that said, hey, you guys, you know, I, I think you're great. I want to learn your ways. But the other missionaries at the time thought he went native and rejected him. But he was the one that showed, hey, I'm in your place, okay? I'm a guest. You know, when you go into someone's house, do you tell them, look, the way you're doing everything is wrong, do it all like me. And I'll show you, and I'm in your house, and I'm going to... No, that's, that's their house. Just like here. We're in the Hawaiians' house. Do we, we need to learn and know about them. If we're living here, we're not Hawaiian. We need to learn and know. That's why I write all these books. I hope you read especially that last one. It, that's just for that, so we know and understand the people and the land. We're in their house. So we know and understand and, and the, the gifts and the, I always talk about the wonderful gifts of, you know, aloha, ho'oponopono, the hula, all these things for Hawaii. So I am want to share a little bit about a few other places and how we can share the gospel to them. In fact, Kealapule, um, how he came to the Lord was uh, um, Kaleo shared with him Genesis 1-1 in a way that he could relate to and understand. God created man from the dust of the earth and then blew the ha, the spirit of life, into him. And all of a sudden, everything clicked and everything fell into place. See, sharing it in a way people can understand is so important. So um, I got this here because on the 27th, my friends are coming. They're going to be sharing... um, they, they write music and everything. They brought many Native Americans to Christ. So a lot of them said, we got the gospel but not the good news. And this is a native version of the, the, the Bible written in ways that, yeah, they get it. Just like how Keala got that one. And so they're going to be on here on the 27th. So like, like uh, in Luke 7, where it's, it's talking about... Um, Pontius Pilate, not Pontius Pilate, but uh, uh, he's he's talking about the rulers of Jerusalem and so on. Starts out, when Creator, because that's what they call Him, not God, you know. When Creator set free, Jesus was finished speaking to the people. That's what they call Jesus, Creator set free. That's His name. Finished speaking to the people, He went to Village of Comfort, Capernaum. A head soldier to the people of iron, the Romans, had a servant he cared deeply about who was sick and near death. When the head soldier heard about Creator sets free, that's what Jesus means, yeah? Basically, God saves. He asked some elders from the tribes of wrestlers with Creator. Wrestlers with Creator, that's what Israel means, to go to him and ask him to heal his servant. You know, so many native, they love this version. And I know the, the ones who wrote this book, the good and special book, Pigeon Hawaiian. And I know people, oh, I love this book. It hits my heart and so on. And I know the people who wrote the, you know, well, who republished the Bible in Hawaiian. It all starts reaching people. Our videos, God's Fingerprints in Japan has touched, has brought thousands to Christ. And um, maybe we'll never know how many because it's free on the internet too. But recently, several people were telling me about it and, and how it touched them. And so, you know, like good things in different cultures, like, like say, you know, what a gift is for the, for the Japanese is servanthood. Servanthood. And you ever go, to, you know, we, like we were in Japan and we were looking for this temple sale. They, they have all the, you know, it's like a you know, garage sale, kind of like at the temple. And... Um, we asked these women who were walking in kimono going the opposite way, where is this place? They turned around and walked four blocks with us to take us to it. And you ever walk in a kimono? You know? Four blocks. And then we were asking this other person, oh, we want to buy this stuff, and they didn't have it at the store. Salesperson goes to the manager, talks and talks, and then takes us and walks us three blocks to another store to take us and show us what it is. And John Dawson, who's the head of YWAM, he was speaking there after flying all night. He comes in, what's this? All of a sudden, he's sitting at the table. He's like, like shocked. The pastor's wife crawled under the table, took off his shoes and was massaging his feet. <laughs> but you have to have a good master. Otherwise, you become like your master to serve. That's what samurai means, you know, to serve. And, I, you know, the Bushido Code that the samurai we supposed to live by, it's like the chivalry code in Europe. It's all scriptural. In fact, the best message I give there is showing how each point of the Bushido code, I give a scripture. And I've had young Japanese come up to me afterwards, weeping, saying, I want to be a samurai for Christ. It reaches and it hits the people because it says, He's mine and He loves me. He accepts me. It's about love. It's about love. And so if you serve a bad master, you'll be bad. And that's what people see, World War II, how bad it was. But what this 20-something-year-old young Japanese woman told me, I I asked her, what do the young Japanese need? She said, we need a worthy master to die for. You know that the samurai, you know how they came, they were the first to come to Christ. You know why? They loved the apostles because... They served their master to the death. They were tortured horribly and died horribly, and they wouldn't give up their master. Oh, that's a eh? samurai. We respect them. We love them. That's why they came to Christ. And you know what? Don't we need more of that in the body of Christ today? You ask a young American, 20-something-year-old, what do you need? Are they going to say, a worthy master to die for? But you know what the Bible says? We need to die to our old self and take pick up our cross and follow after Him. Yeah, and in a way, it can understand and says this is ours, I know it. The gifting. So, um, actually, it was Keala that showed me about the kintsugi. The Japanese art of taking broken things that are valuable, but they're broken, and putting them back together. Using a special sap from the tree that... When you take the sap from the tree, you got to kill the tree. The tree dies so that this sap can be the healing balm that puts the, the broken pottery back together and then they cover it with gold. And I'm going to be using that to share the gospel in a way that the Japanese can understand value and this is ours and they'll get it. It's so, That's why I teach at the RJC Academy which is those who are missionaries going to Japan. And so, like the, the Kintsugi, until we are, do you know, we'll all be broken in this life, one way or another, by hurts. Until, but until we're broken in an area, we do not have empathy for those who have broken, been broken in that era, area. You know, when I tell people, oh, Yolanda couldn't go to her mom's funeral because she had vertigo, People who had vertigo before, they go, oh man, that's so horrible, yeah, uh, I understand. But people who never had it, they don't know how, yeah, horrible it is. They don't have that empathy because they never had to go through it. But you've been broken in that area, you have empathy for the people who are in that area. People who have had childhood abuse, only others who childhood abuse know how to console and know what they're going through. People have been addicted to drugs. A friend of mine, he he was addicted to drugs. He was in prison and the counselor comes to counsel him. First thing he asks, have you ever been addicted to drugs? Counselor got a PhD? Says, No. My friend says, You don't know. But if you were broken in that area and Jesus healed you, it turns into your misery turns into your ministry. And it becomes pure gold and a unique scar for you that makes you even more beautiful and stronger than before. Divorce. Only people understand the pain who's gone through that. Abortion. theres women in this church that have been helping one another through the pain of that because they know. Do I know? No, I can't minister there. So unique brokenness that can turn into Ministry, caring for a dying loved one, I understand that. We've cared for three now. I understand the pain and the thoughts and what's going through and can pray with a compassion and an empathy that people who haven't gone through that, you just don't understand, right? People who go through it, they just you, you don't understand. So what the devil meant for evil, when we submit it to God and His healing, It becomes beauty. He gives us beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning. If we submit it to him and his blood, that that balm that heals us, it will turn into pure gold and everyone will be unique. Their brokenness is all unique. Unique beauty and strength. And so out of our pain, it makes us more gracious, more forgiving, more empathetic, More patient with people who are going through that trial. More humble and loving people like our Lord. That's why He came down and and suffered everything people down here suffered. Every temptation. That's why He's a worthy Lord for us. He knows. He understands. He doesn't stand up there and say, Ah, look you guys. He's been there. He understands the pains. He understands the temptations. That's why He's worthy. It's not a God sitting up there condemning us. He has empathy for us and what we're going through and the temptations we have. But once your brokenness is healed by Jesus, it becomes your unique beauty. But we have to submit it to the potter's hand because he gives us free choice. He doesn't force anybody because he's love, and love doesn't force. we got to choose to submit it to him. We can keep our brokenness and hang on to it, I don't want to let it go. I don't want to forgive. I want to get back at that person because they hurt me. Or I'm going to hang on to all these things people told me. You're stupid. You're no good. You're a liar. You'll never make it. You're a loser. Nothing good about you. Your personality sucks. Whatever it is. You're ugly. Whatever it is, we can hang on to it. Or give it to Jesus. Let his healing balm heal that wound. Turn it into pure gold where we're empathetic for other people who have suffered in those ways. So, what I want to do is short, show this short video, and so you can see about what Kintsugi is about.
1: 形になった時点で壊れる私は、え、京都で修復師をしており。漆で修復をしたものを金で 足ら우 1つの新しい景色に このその修復に一緒に関われたと Can we use that? About how
0: Jesus, what he does for us, he had to give up his life to give us that blood, that healing balm, that heals all our brokenness and our wounds and turns it into pure gold, that it becomes more beautiful and strong than before and unique, that our brokenness turns into beauty, gives us beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, and he says, gives us a new life, like we're born again. But we have to, like that last week, we got to support, submit to the potter's hand because we got to choose to give up our brokenness, give up our pain, forgive, or we can hang on to that hurt and brokenness. Or we can give it to Jesus because, and forgive, and He will heal us. He will heal that broken part. And we give Him all the things that were told to us that are lies because He made us precious and beautiful, so precious and beautiful that He wants to keep us and instead of throwing away our brokenness, He puts it together and makes it more beautiful than before. Takes our broken pieces and makes us more beautiful than before. Because we're valuable and He will not throw us away, but we have to submit ourselves to the potter's hand. All those things people said, you're, not, you're worthless, you're not worthy, you're not good enough. We've got to give that brokenness away so His healing balm can heal us because we are so worthy, He never gave up on us. No matter how broken, He takes the time, and it takes time to do that art, to put us back together again because we're valuable enough. Like you said, things of value, they don't want to throw away. They do that with, He will put us back together. Psalm 34, 18 The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Psalm 147.3 He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Isaiah 64.8 And yet, O Lord, you are our father. We are the clay and you are the potter. We all are formed by your hand and we need to submit to the potter's hand and he will... Make it all beautiful in His time. So today we're going to have communion and my favorite scripture, Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things work together for good for those who love God to those who are called according to His purposes. We have to choose. He calls many, but we have to choose to follow His purposes. So, as we have the communion today, remember that He broke His body and had to die so that His healing balm can heal us of our brokenness. And that's a covenant with Him that He broke His body for us and we will follow after Him, give up our brokenness, not hang on to it and be, like He said, born anew. Like they're saying about this pottery, it's like it's born on you. That we're born again, healed by Him and what He has done for us. More beautiful than before. The brokenness of Jesus forever, when we look at the marks in His hands and His feet, forever be the most beautiful brokenness to us. That makes Him unique. And the same for all of us also. So... Um, Let's say this prayer, again, it's been said for centuries from the Book of Common Prayers. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. So let's open that top little cellophane to reveal the wafer there. Have to have some good fingers to do that. And then we take this that represents his body and break it because he was broken for us so that his blood can be a healing balm for us. And that's why he said, do this in remembrance of me. So let's take the bread together. He said, this is my body that has been broken for you. Then he took the wine and he said, this is the covenant of the new, this is the blood of the new covenant in his blood that makes us born again and new and more beautiful than before no matter how broken we have been. We do this in remembrance of Him, and our covenant with him. So let's take that together. So I'd like the worship team to come back up and let's sing that song, that yes, Lord. Because see, we have to say yes, Lord. We can say no, Lord. I don't want to give up my brokenness. I want to keep all that pain. I, wanna, I don't want to forgive the person who hurt me. I want to get revenge on them. I believe the lie that they said because you're, you're so, I'm so valuable to you. You didn't throw me away. You took all the time to heal me. And so I give up that lie that was told I'm not worthy. I'm not worth it. I'm not good enough. All those lies that were told to us, we got to choose to give it up and He will heal us by the blood He shed, the life He gave for us and make us even more beautiful and better than before. So we have to say yes because He loves you so much. He gave you free will. He won't go over that if you don't want to. So we need to say yes to Him. I wanted to share this um, scripture I read last night
1: that that I think aligns with pastor's message